Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. What is up, everyone? And thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Confessions of a Server podcast. I'm your host, Quaylen Harris, the mind behind Confessions of a Server, where you can find me on Facebook by searching Confessions of a Server or on Instagram, Confessions of underscore a Server. I know I said this last week, but I'm going to say it again. Happy spring, everyone. This is my favorite time of the year. All the pretty colors on the trees and flowers are starting to grow. Regular season MLB baseball is back. My favorite sport, if you didn't know, go Red Sox. And it's starting to be nice and no snow and everything. Oh, I love this time of the year. So happy spring to everyone who's listening. Um, If the timeline matches up, today is Monday, the day after Easter. So for all of you who had to deal with the Easter brunch crowds, congratulations, you made it. How'd you do? I hope it wasn't that bad. Remember, we didn't have Easter brunch last year, so I guess that's kind of a blessing that we have it this year. And um, if you got fired or you quit because the crowd was so horrible, congratulations. Uh, Hopefully... Uh, your, your day was better and you didn't have to deal with anyone else for Easter. <laughs> the places I always worked at, we were never big on Easter. So I was able to have it off most years where I was able to be go home, be with my family. Easter is kind of a big deal for my family. So, you know, my mom cooked, got to have her macaroni and cheese a lot and, and the Easter ham and everything like that. So, yeah, um, if you did serve Easter brunch, I hope it was a good one. I hope you made a lot of money and uh, you made it through. Congratulations. Now, this week's episode, uh, I've said this in the first episode, I don't want to constantly do the same thing over and over. You know, the last five episodes or so, I did my mini rant, the hot take, confessions, advice. But this week, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. Since everyone loved my story that I told last week, I'm going to tell another feel-good story this week, and I also have some confessions from my followers. I asked for some. Y'all came through. I have over 100 that I still have not even read yet. Thank you so much for all of you who did submit confessions. And then um, I'm also going to give like my thoughts on something. I think that's where we're going to start this episode off with. So let's, let's go on and hop into it. Since starting Confessions of a Server, one of the main questions that I always get asked is, what's the reason behind 
what I'm doing, and then what's my goal. And now since starting this podcast, that's another question I started coming up a little bit more. What is my goal for the podcast and what's my reasoning behind it? It's always been and always will be to entertain those of us who are in the restaurant industry, but also doing it in a way where people who are not in the industry can have a good look on the inside, like from the outside looking in. I am not a fan of some of the movies like Waiting and stuff like that. We'll talk about that in other episodes of how I feel like those movies kind of stretch a little bit what actually goes on and gives people who don't live in the restaurant industry a bad a bad uh image of restaurants servers cooks and stuff like that even though i do know some of that stuff does happen i feel like it's not always super accurate with which i understand so i always wanted to do with this page entertain keep those of us who are in the industry entertained, be as real as possible, like keep to my truth and give those who have not worked a little, a little view on what we do do. But over the pandemic, my goals and what I want to do with this page changed a little bit. So now recently when people have asked me what my goals and everything are for this page. It is now these three things. One, I want to bring more respect to our industry, the restaurant industry, because I feel like even though a lot of people work in the industry, we are still kind of disrespected. Like we're still looked down upon. Oh, you're a server. Oh, you're a cook. You're a bartender. Like you still have that, that thing that hangs over us, even though we are out here paying our bills, making great money. Everyone loves restaurants. Everyone loves going out to eat and stuff. We're still looked down upon just because of the job that we have and what the job was earlier in life. And that really kind of showed over the pandemic, I'm not trying to get political. For those of y'all who know me, y'all know I hate talking about politics. But when we have people like Guy Fieri and um, like the Sam Adams brand do more for our industry and those of us who are in it than like the government did, it's still, it's a reminder that we are still disrespected and kind of looked down on like we're not real people because we work in a restaurant. That's just my feelings. I don't, I don't have to say everyone agrees with me, but I mean, yes, our government gave us extra money for unemployment, so on and so forth. But we saw a lot of restaurants that were closing because they were not able to qualify for some of the loans and government assistance that was put into these bills that were passed that were going to companies like Shake Shack, which are billion dollar companies and the Lakers companies that don't need these loans and stuff. were getting approved for these. And yes, I know some of them turn them down, but here in Toledo, three restaurants that I used to go to all the time before the pandemic, which did really good business. And now I'm, uh, 
these are restaurants that did good business that are shut down. Not if if you were on the verge of closing before the pandemic, that's that's on you. But um, I, I spoke to a few of the owners of these restaurants. I'm not going to name any names. They asked me not to name the restaurants. But one guy said if he just would have been able to get $200,000, that would have got him through the pandemic and his restaurant would still be open to te- to uh today. You mean to tell me that all the trillions of dollars and billions of dollars that were getting approved for in these grants and stuff that were getting approved for for these big companies, we couldn't even send smaller restaurants a hundred thousand two hundred thousand dollars to just keep their doors open and it's sad it's sad that we our restaurant because where's the first place that everyone wants to run to when the pandemic was over and people were allowed out they ran to restaurants and they ran to bars but yet the our we couldn't even get enough assistance to keep most of these restaurants and bars operational. So that's kind of one thing that I want to do from here on out with my platform is to bring more respect to our industry, our bar and restaurant industry. Second thing that I want to do, I want to bring more respect to front of house people. I love back of house. I love cooks. I love I love the work that they do, hard workers and everything. But I still feel like even in restaurants, servers, bartenders, hosts and stuff, we're kind of disrespected as well. Not just in the restaurants, but in society. You know, you get more people who think um, cooks and everything are more of a real job than serving and bartending. But yet sometimes we're making more. We're making more money. We're paying our bills. We're we're supporting our families with our tips and things like that. We're making, I made more money one year than one of my sisters who worked in the school system, which that shouldn't be, you know, because I think educators need to be paid a lot more than what they do. But still, like, why are servers and bartenders still looked down upon for the jobs that we have and we're able to still provide? And you even can look into like the media and stuff like that. Food Network. All you ever see are cooking shows and shows talking about cooks and stuff like that. When's the last time we had a show about serving or like bartending on like the Food Network? I'm not talking about like bar rescue where someone goes in and tears down a bar and builds up a restaurant and stuff like that. I mean, like actually like best bartenders in America y'all making like these awesome bomb ass drinks that people have to try or, or just like the best server, you know, you follow around a server who's done it for so long and stuff like that. Like why can't servers and bartenders get more respect as well? So that's the second thing that I want to kind of do with my page and sorry, I'm going on this little long of a rant. This is just, this is my thoughts. You know, these are things that I thought about over the pandemic a little bit and even and recently. Um, and the third thing that I want to do is I want to bring more pride to our industry. Pride as in I want people to be more prideful to be a server, to be a bartender, to be a host, to be a buster, to be a cook, to be a dishwasher, because we should be more prideful. 
I'll be the first to admit. I growing up, I always said I I would never work in a restaurant. I said that growing up, I'll, I'll admit it. Even when I was applying to be a server when I was 20, whatever I was, 25, my first serving job, I was working at Best Buy. I had more pride in being uh, working at Best Buy. <clears throat> excuse me. I had more pride working at Best Buy than I did. So like, I was ashamed to say that, yeah, I'm a server. But why was that? Just like I said, I was making more money working in a restaurant. Like I had better experiences. I was doing better things and more fun things as a server than I was at Best Buy. But yeah, I was still like ashamed. I would get on dating apps and I would never put on there that I was a server. I would always say like I did freelance videography, which I do with my friend, but I would never put on there that I was a server because I was ashamed. But ever since I started my page or about a year or two before I started my page, I don't know what happened, but something snapped and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I love being a server. I love interacting with the people I have. I love meeting the guests I have. I love my coworkers that I've worked with. I love some of my coworkers that I've worked with. Um, why am I ashamed to be a server, to be a bartender, to work in this industry? It's, it's fucking awesome. The best compliments that I get from my page, from my platform, it's not when people tell me that I have a cute smile or that I'm a cute guy, which <laughs> I already know I am. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but it's when, and it's only happened like three or four times, it's when people have told me that reading my posts, seeing my videos, or just interacting like when I used to go live and stuff like that makes them feel good about being a server. Those are the best compliments I've ever received because I'm putting more confidence in them to go out, to love what they do, and to just kill it when they're out there and enjoy their job and enjoy being a server. So I want to do that more for people who are listening to my podcast, watching my videos, which I am going to get back into making more videos. I promise you guys that I will. And reading my reading my memes and stuff. So yeah, now when people ask me, or if you've ever asked me or want to know what my goal was for my Confessions of a Server platform, my pages, and this podcast, those are now three added-on goals. Main goals will always be to entertain, bring laugh, bring joy, give y'all something that y'all can look at and listen to before a shift, after a shift, after a long shift, you're sitting at the bar, scrolling through my page, laughing. But now I also want to add three more goals of bring, bringing respect to the restaurant and bar industry, bringing more respect to servers and bartenders and front of house staff, and bringing more pride to us being servers and bartenders. Forgive me. Time for some confessions. I am so glad that I made this post. And once again, thank you everyone who commented, who sent me DMs, 
everything on the post because I've read some funny posts. Uh, well, you know what? First, before I get into this, are y'all good out there? <laughs> because some of the stuff y'all confess to me, um, I, I thank you for filling that open with me to confess some of the stuff y'all have done. And I, I'm just like I said before, I'm not even through all of them. But I just want to know, are y'all good? <laughs> it's, it seemed like that some of y'all had this built up and y'all just needed to get it off your chest because y'all were so guilty and needed to like finally tell someone this. And since I am just someone behind a screen like y'all are, y'all felt more comfortable telling me some of these things. But uh, yeah, there were some things I will not read on here. I'm sorry. I know that y'all are probably sitting here like, no, we want the good stuff. Like, trust me, I'm not going to read some of the things. I am also not going to mention any names associated with any of these posts that I received. Um, but y'all can go onto my posts, read some of those. Now, I will say those aren't the best ones. The best ones came to me in my DMs. But yeah, I'm, I'm a little, I, I want to work with some of you after reading some of your confessions. I'm like, y'all are fucking awesome. But then again, I'm, I'm scared to go to some of y'all's restaurants. <laughs> I love the ones that always iterated like, this was just my first, this is the first job I worked at. I haven't worked there in like 10 years or so. I'm like, wow. And, you know, I got away with some fucked up shit. I, I will admit it. I, I did as well. But, yeah, I, I'm glad that some of y'all, I gave y'all the platform to get some of this stuff off your chest because I feel like you needed it. All right. So, yeah, before um, before I get into reading some, I'm going I'm to tell one of my confessions. Uh, this is... I'm not going to say where I worked, but you know, like I said, I've worked at steakhouses. So y'all could probably guess one of the corporate restaurants that I was at. Um, I had a guy come in. You knew that he was rich. One of those guys, you could just tell just by the way he, by the way he walked, he looked, you knew that he had money. Like he wasn't like dressing in three piece suit, but you knew he had like on fancy clothes, stuff like that. And in my mind, I'm like, you got money. Why are you coming to a corporate steakhouse? But whatever. And the whole time they were just really rude, like stuck up rude, you know, and it didn't phase me because from what I remember, I think I, from what I remember, I think I was still drunk from the night before. So I'm just like, whatever, just going through my motions, trying to sober up a little bit. Um, They paid their bill. It was like $110 and they left me $5 as a tip, right? So that's when I got a little bit pissed, whatever. They left, and I realized that they left their credit card. You know, normally go and give it to the managers. But uh, I did not give this credit card to the manager now before you get into anywhere. No, I did not keep it or anything like that. There was no way for me. I, I didn't even think of doing stuff. I don't think about keeping credit cards, stealing credit cards, or anything like that. I didn't do that. I will get into what I did eventually. That's going to be my confession. The guy came back to the restaurant. And I could see him like very upset at the front desk or at the host stand. And then my manager's up there. And then eventually they call me over. The guy was like, you have my credit card. And I'm like, sir, I don't have your credit card. 
He was like, and this is like three hours after he's already been in here. So I'm a little bit more sober now. And he's like, I paid with the credit card. Like, here goes, here goes my phone saying I used it here last. We were trying to grocery stuff. We were trying to grocery shop. And once we got there, I couldn't pay because I didn't have the credit card, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, sir, I don't have your credit card. Like, maybe you lost it somewhere else, but I personally don't have your credit card. He's like, well, empty out your pockets, which F you for saying that. But I did. I emptied out my pockets, showed them in my wallet. Like, sir, I do not have your credit card. He's like, you stole my credit card. He's like yelling. My manager was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why are you assuming that he has your credit card? He's like, because I didn't leave him a good enough tip. And he's probably keeping my credit card, blah, blah, blah. And my manager was like, did he give you bad service? Did Quaylen give you bad service? He's like, no. It's like, was he rude to you at all? No. Did anything go wrong with your food? No. Then why didn't you tip him? We never tip servers when we go out. It's not a real job. We we shouldn't have to be the one to pay your salary. That should be your company, blah, blah, blah. So I'm just looking at him. Because I, honestly, I did not have his card. I'm just looking at him like, sir, I don't have your card. Like, there's no way for me to even use your card. You you have CID on the back. like, And it was one of those big, heavy, like, like it wasn't a black card. It was, it was a blue. I think it was a Capital One version of blue card, like million dollar limit card on there. So I'm like, sir, I don't have your effing card. My manager at this point, she was like, sir, I'm going to need you to leave. You're yelling. You're accusing my server of stealing. You were rude to him. You didn't tip him. So I'm going to ask you to leave. Like, we don't have your card. Maybe you lost it. I'm sorry. There's nothing that we can do. I will say this again. I never had his card. But what they were asking, they were asking me the wrong question. Did I have his card? No. Did I know what happened to his card? Yes. Once I saw that he left his card and he didn't tip me, I went in the back and threw it away. <laughs> I threw his credit card away. Because <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, well, it's going to be more of an inconvenience. You not having your credit card, you have to cancel it. Probably have to pay to get another one because it's one of those fancy heavy cards then it would have been if you just would have tipped me well. Like, if you would have tipped me well, I would have just gave it. Like, I didn't care that you were rude or anything. I would have just gave it to my manager. you come back, get it, whatever. But no, you didn't You didn't tip. You were rude, and then on top of that, didn't tip me, and then you left your credit card. So, yeah, I threw his credit card away. <laughs> it's gone forever. It is gone forever. All right. So let me go on and I'm going to read two of the confessions that I have today. And if y'all like me reading these confessions, let me know. And maybe I'll do like, like one whole segment of me just reading server submitted confessions or follower submitted confessions and stuff like that. So this first one I'm going to read, ladies, pay attention. This is what y'all need to be doing if you have rude guests that leave their phone number, don't tip you and things like that. This is what you need to be doing right here. This one starts off by saying, uh, my funny revenge story. I had a guy stiff me on a tip because I wouldn't give him my number. He was dumb enough to leave his number. So I made a fake grinder account. And when people would message me, I would say, I'm about to log off. So here's my number. You should 
text me sexy pictures and gave them his number. That is genius. And I need all of you women out there, if you get a rude guest, to do this. <laughs> it's it's great. Like, one, if I was to ever give someone my phone number, I would like over tip them to at least get like a a thank you text or something like that. Or even like just just so I know that they know that I'm not like a piece of shit. But if you're gonna get mad, not tip, and then still expect someone to uh, text you or contact you because you left them a phone number, you are dumb and you deserve something like this to happen. So women take notes, do that. All right. The second one um, starts off with my boyfriend's ex came in and I did not serve her, but before she left, she made a point to speak to me, then proceed to ask me how's insert boyfriend's name here doing. I wanted to hit her, but I didn't respond. I just walked in the back because I was shaking. I returned to the floor and she made it a point to ask me to refill her to-go cup. Mind you, I'm not her server. So I lined her cup up with vinegar, her and her friend's cup up with vinegar before refilling it. And I also threw salt into hers. (laughs) Like... I, when people try to be petty to servers, especially in situations like this, like you're going out of your way to ask this girl about her now boyfriend, your ex-boyfriend, you deserve stuff like this. Like, don't think that you're above me. Don't think you're going to try to get over on someone by asking about their current significant other because you used to date them. And like, you're, ha ha ha, you're just a server. So I'm going to go on and do that. No, 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 no. You're going to get vinegar in your cup. You're going to get salt in your cup. You're, you're going to get a lot more in your cup, depending on who the person is. So yeah, those are two of the, uh, two good ones, two good confessions that I read. There's a lot more, just like I said, I'm going to eventually use these throughout, but if y'all want like a full episode of me reading confessions, let me know. And I may be able to do that. I received a good number of people who told me that they really enjoyed the story I told about my favorite regular, me waiting on Peggy for the first time. And a lot of you said we need more good stories like that. So I'm going to tell you this. This is probably my third favorite story about my time working in a restaurant. Uh, the Peggy story is first. The second one I've said already before on my page, I made a little video about it, just about a wedding proposal. I didn't help with the proposal, but I gave the gentleman confidence enough to actually ask his now wife at the table. He was very nervous, but I, I made the dinner such a great experience that he wanted to do it in that moment. That was probably my second favorite story. This third one is about another family that I love to wait on. Now, if you follow me, you know that I say kids in a restaurant are the best form of birth control. I hate waiting on kids, but there are some that I've waited on that have been 
so good. So awesome. Amazing kids. This mother, a grandmother, a mother, and a daughter, them three, they would always come in, always ask for me. I would see them once every other week. Every time they would come in, the daughter, who at the time was, when I first waited on was eight, and I waited on them for a couple years, but every time she would always bring me in a picture that she would color for me. And the mother said that's how they always knew it was time to come to Outback because the daughter would color a picture and say, I need to go give this to Quaylen. And that that stuff, I, I'm a sucker for kids. Like, I love kids. Like, my nieces, my nephews, I love kids. I just hate waiting on them. Like, I hate serving them because they're so messy. But I love kids. I really do. So, you know, she would always run in. Whenever she would see me, she would run right up to me, give me a hugest hug. So her mother came in, they called, made reservations, which they never did. They never, they would just always pop in. But this time she called, made reservations. The mother came in, she said, hey, it's my daughter's 10th birthday. And I want you to be a part of giving her her birthday gift, which was Justin Bieber tickets. (laughs) She loved Justin Bieber. That was her favorite singer and everything and her mother got her like third row Justin Bieber tickets for her 10th birthday but she wanted me to be the one to actually give her daughter her tickets so she came early gave me the tickets and you know I was just gonna like bring it out as a dessert you know how I mean I I really wasn't that creative I'm like I'll just bring it out as in the middle of a dessert um they came in, they had their dinner. She was so happy to see me. She said, coming down, Outback was her favorite restaurant, her favorite server, and it made her birthday so amazing. And then, then in the meal, I'm like, I'm going to bring the dessert out. And she never got dessert, so she was excited. She was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get dessert. So I did bring her out like some ice cream and chocolate sauce. And then I also handed her her Justin Bieber tickets and she opened up the card and she read it and she like looked at her mom. She's like, mom, you got me Justin Bieber tickets. And she's like, yeah, but Quaylen's the one who brought it out to you. And she like ran up and gave me one of the biggest hugs ever. And in that moment, it was just like such an awesome moment because I helped make this girl's birthday. Um, And yeah, so, and then... You know, just like you all, it always happens. I left out back. I lost contact. And then a few years later, they stumbled into, like, not even knowing that I worked there into this restaurant that I was at at the time. And they saw me. And now she's, she's like a high schooler at this point in time. And like she, they, the mom and her both looked at me. And I also looked at them. It was one of those things like we know each other. And then I just saw the daughter's eyes get so big. And she was like, Quaylen. Like this, she's like 15 at this or 16 at this point in time. She's like, Quaylen. And she still ran up and gave me a big hug. And her mom like got a big smile on her face and stuff too. So, but yeah, that was the one time that I helped uh make a 10-year-old's birthday. One of my another one of my favorite stories. Once again, I want to thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Confessions of a Server 
podcast. If you are not subscribed, please do so. And also, if you did not hear your confession this week, don't worry. I will be using them probably for the rest of my podcast career. I have so many that, just like I said, I have so many that I haven't even read yet. So the ones that I feel comfortable enough saying, I will but I will not be using any identities. Your identity is safe with me. I will not be saying any names on any of these confessions. But thank you once again for sending me your confessions. Instagram, y'all showed up. Facebook, there was only one. Hey, but that one person, thank you so much for submitting your confession. Please, if you're not subscribed, please do so. And also make sure you check out the other awesome podcast on the One Star Podcast Network. My name's Quaylen. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Peace out.